Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more.
show. This is Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. Today's kind of a cool show. Um, that was, of course, a really cool song called Love Junkie off a new CD release that we are going to be talking about today on our show. I have members with me um, from the group Reverent, and that just dropped recently, and they're getting a lot of airplay on that, and there's some really good tunes on that CD. And I really love that one. That's a really good way to start out the day. Um, It is the day before almost the weekend, and I want to tell everybody um, a couple things really quick before we start the show. I want to say that um, I want to thank um, a group called um, The Finest for doing their work on the web and on the net. I know that a lot of people... Don't maybe not don't know who they are, but all you have to do is take a look on the web and put in the finest. They uh, took down a little lizard squad to save some about that because I thought that was kind of cool. But um, also, I wanted to make sure everyone knows um, Reverend is on Facebook. It's R E V E N A N T, and I have both Jeff and Chris in the studio. I'm going to bring both of them on the air right now with me, and we're going to talk a little bit about the CD release and some really cool projects they've been working on. Let me bring them on the air real quick. There you guys are. Are you there? We're here, yeah. Hi, Holly. Oh, good. Cool. Jeff, Jeff and Chris, welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. Oh, also, if anyone wants to call in, the number is 347 347- Six seven seven one zero three six. The chat room is open. Also, you do need to create an account to go into the chat room, and also this show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. So Jeff and Chris, you guys like just released this new CD on it. I, I've I've heard some of it being played. It's pretty cool, and uh, um, the tracks I've gotten are just amazing. Um, what has your response been to this? Um, CD on the night. I'll ask you first, Jeff. What um, how did what was the response to your release party? Uh, it was great. Uh, a lot of people took the CD and they said they really liked it. You know, and uh, it's uh, <clears throat> what should I say? Uh, it was a different uh, sort of record for us, you know, compared to the last one a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of less of a punk edge than the previous one, just because of my my personal background, I guess. You know. Um, and Chris's too, from his time as a punker in New York City, you know. But um, it's probably a little bit more ac- accessible for people. Um, and, uh, yeah, generally people have said it sounds really great, you know. Yeah, I want to talk to both of you about your backgrounds. And, Chris, I want to ask you what your experience was on the opening night. And then let's get into a little bit of the background on what Jeff has done. And you, you Jeff, and also you, crew too, Chris, because you guys have some really cool backgrounds. And um, Jeff and I actually know a few people in common. So, um, uh, Chris, what was your reaction to the CD release party that night? How did you walk away feeling from that? Oh, I walked away feeling great. I mean, uh, we had quite a turnout. It's always fun to play at the Hot Monk Novato. They they really mm-hmm. embrace the local music scene and local musicians, and I thank them for that for sure. But uh, we, you know, we uh, we we had quite a response. People were enjoying the music. They were dancing. They were clapping and hollering and. Uh, I got That's a standing awesome. ovation for my drum solo. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but nobody videoed it. 
Nice. So, and uh, we we shared the bill that night with two other bands, and they both had uh, CD releases that night as well. Yeah, it was a triple CD release party. Oh yep. wow! Are you kidding? Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Wow, that's so that's so cool. And you know, you guys were originally booked for a, a concert um, that we were going to be producing in the Bay Area, uh, Richie Ramon, and that's right. how I found out about you guys. And unfortunately. We had a little bit of a snafu with that. Um, we had to cancel, but um, we were so happy that we were able to meet you guys because um, the music that I've heard that Jeff has been sending me and um, that I've been hearing from um, on the web and also you're on Facebook and you also have a website and there's a little bit of information on that. We'll give all those links out. It's really amazing. Um I was really sad that we couldn't do that concert that day, that 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 weekend. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I mean, good things. Everything happens for a reason. So here we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were looking forward to playing with Richie. We were, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not ruling that out because. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, Richie's coming. Richie's going to be coming to California. Let me tell you that he's in Europe right now, and I've heard some really. Some really amazing, fun stories um, about what he's doing right now over there. And I got a couple of texts from Italy and Spain and, and, and different places. Right. So it's kind of cool. But let's yeah, talk a about funny, uh, quick, fun, a funny, a funny, quick story about Richie Ramon. Yeah. Just five things that he he actually was a roommate of one of my my, my best friends who played in a band with me in oh. San Francisco called The Merciful in the nineties. You know. And uh, uh-huh. they were in a band called Velveteen, which was going around New York yeah. City in the eighties. And Chris that. was there because Chris was in the New York scene there. We all. We all knew each other, but we didn't know each other, you know. It's like kind of a crazy thing. So, But, you know, one day uh, they quit the band. They were doing Atlantic Records, and then um, Richie came home. I'm going to say what his real last name is, okay? But um, he came home to the apartment and told James, he goes, listen, man, I just auditioned for the Ramones. I'm their new drummer. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah we all – everybody knows Richie's real last name. It's Reinhardt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Richard Reinhardt, yeah. Because you know? James was going to come to that show, and he was going to be our roadie for the two or three days, you know? <laughs> and he was going to come to Richard and say, hey, I'm the roadie for Revenant. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I can't, whoops, I'm sorry, Santa was knocking at the door. <laughs> oh, Santa? Really? <laughs> we have some bells going off here, yeah. Oh, wow. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool, though. But, um, you yeah. know, you never know what's going to happen in the studio here. Right, um, yeah. But so what I wanted to do also real quick, I want to give out your website. It's www the t h e and then r e v e n a n t dot com. And that's if you it. go on there, pardon me. What would you like? To, yep. What would you say? That, no, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, and go on there and check it out. And um, the bios are on there of everyone. Everyone's got like such an amazing background. So let's talk with. Um, Let's let's start with you, Jeff, and talk about um, your background. And then, Chris, um, I would definitely want to hear your stuff because I mean, you've got some really cool stuff going on too. You've you've got oh, a little there's, history there's there. There's some stuff there. <laughs> yeah, I know there's stuff. There's definitely stuff there. And again, if anybody wants to call in and ask any of the band members any questions or call in. Um, same thing. They can call three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. And again, the chat room is open. And um, let's start with you, Jeff. So tell me a little bit about your background and how did you know, first of all, I want to know, get into music. Um, how did that kind uh, of come Cut a long story short. I was studying to become no, a doctor okay. at San cool. Francisco State, you know, 
and yeah. uh, I decided I didn't want to do that sort of thing. All I wanted to do was play in a band as a rocker since I was 15 when I first heard the Beatles. And I just packed up my stuff when I left Can't college, got my degree, <laughs> yeah. and went straight to London, you know, to form a band called Stormtrooper, which I took an American drummer with me from here in San Francisco over there. Met these two British guys, and one of them was Nigel Hutchings, who was the bar seller at the Marquee, who actually yeah. replaced the, the job that Reg Dwight had, which is, uh, you know, Elton John, you know? Yeah. Bar Sellerman, you know, at the Marquee, and then he became one of the managers of the Marquee down the road. But Nigel and I met in the Marquee. Stormtrooper was formed on the sticky floors of the Marquee, and we went out and we got a deal with a production company called uh, Corruption Management. So we went and did one gig, split up after the gig. We recorded a single, which is called I'm a Mess, which was released as uh, a package special limited edition last summer by Cleopatra Records. Oh, wow. And then uh, we went to. Um, uh, to do another record called I'm on Fire in 78. We reformed for that, and the band still didn't work. And then I joined Chelsea at that point, and then I was part of the punk rock scene in London from there until until I left England, you know, basically, you know? Oh, wow. You've got some really... <laughs> like, how much coffee did you have today? <laughs> no, I just I just talk really fast, you know, so I didn't have any coffee. No, it's great, I morning. know. I'm it's... drinking tea right now, you know? I know. I know you're drinking tea. You and I spoke about that before we went on the air. Um, You know, what's really fun about you is we always, in our conversations, you always have this really cool, you can, you can really paint a picture with your, with your words and with your conversation. Um, Stormtrooper. How'd you guys come up with the name Stormtrooper? I want to hear about that. I have no bloody idea. Um, (laughs) Because when you think about it, what Stormtrooper is, I think really the name came from the Robert Heinlein book, Stormtrooper. Yeah. Uh, Starship Trooper, rather, and it became bastardized as Stormtroopers. And we weren't thinking of the German SS, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was just, I think it's from that book, Robert Heinlein, you know. And from there we became Stormtrooper, <clears throat> and then that's it, you know. Wow, that's awesome. You know, that's such a great name. So I love the name Stormtrooper. That's a really cool there was another name. Because band afterwards the in the early Trooper. 80s called Stormtrooper. They were a heavy metal band, but uh, we were we yeah. had split up by that point, you know. I think about the Green Berets when I hear the name Stormtrooper. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my dad's favorite songs, uh, the Green Berets. Oh, Beret, my God, the know? Green Beret song? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know it, too. I used to have to hear it, too. Yeah. In fact, let me just say one quick thing about Stormtrooper for you so I can feel you, you okay. And I can only do this thing. once, and I can do it for you, yeah. okay, by putting yeah. this on the air. And that is, I have a couple of copies of the limited edition release of 500 copies of the Stormtrooper single that was released on Cleopatra. Wow. And because it's your birthday today, yes, happy birthday, Holly, tomorrow, right? Oh, thank you so much. No, my birthday's this tomorrow, will be your but birthday we're celebrating present, but your birthday But you have to early. actually meet me in person to get it because I have never met you. <laughs> my birthday my birthday is actually tomorrow, yeah. and uh, but it's my birthday in Australia right now, New in in New Zealand, oh, okay. and all my friends over well, there are already wishing true. me happy birthday. So, yes. well, yeah, well, happy birthday! And there's a copy here Thank for you. you. We can meet up and oh, wow. you can have that as a present. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll meet. We'll meet. We'll um, meet for a cup of tea. Sounds great. <laughs> that <laughs> I love tea too. I'm a tea drinker. I love lattes, but I'm a tea drinker. Definitely a little tea drinker. But yeah, so did you? Did you have any of those CDs that you are um, w- are selling, or um, anybody can get them? Uh, we haven't put them online yet. We have them for sale. Okay. I'm just about to um, set up. Actually, I'm seeing Derek, our web guy, tomorrow to put something on the page where you can actually purchase the CD directly from us. Cool. Because one of the things that's uh, that's a problem here with the online stuff is that 
it really is not a great scenario, you know, as far as mm-hmm. downloads go, because the middle people, um, I can tell you just from Stormtrooper stuff that's come in and stuff like that, the amount of royalties come in, and, this is, and even big artists, it's the same thing, you know. So I'm, I'm looking at a different way to actually sell the CDs this time around, you know, because I don't think the digital world is um, is is necessarily the best venue for delivering music. And on top of that, there's nothing better than having a hard copy in your hand. You know, we've got fabulous kidding? artwork on this. Totally, totally fabulous artwork to on that. this CD. One of those is in your mailbox, you know. Um, and um, you know, it's it's like the old records, you know, just being able to have the opportunity to have something you can read, you know. So um, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a fan of the digital download. You know, the digital you know, music realm is certainly taking advantage of musicians. It is, these days. Chris. And, uh, you know, we we had a conversation about this just recently because um, I were, my one of my partners in New York, um, um, well, he had um, that I worked with that I did some shows with and still do. With the Indie Cafe, he created a book called 545s, uh-huh. and um, he talked a lot about how music has lost its, um, you know, its its feeling because a lot of people are buying things digitally now, and, and a lot of times it's like you say, oh yeah, you know, you know how somebody, you know how, um, I mean, I used to always go and say, hey, can I borrow that record or can I borrow that cassette right. or that CD or whatever. And, you know, it was just always like, you know, we always spread the love that way by giving each other a gift of music and, and sharing it with each other. And now it's like, it's kind of cool in one way that you can send a song directly to someone. Like, I, I, I've i um, bought songs for people and sent them to them, you know, off iTunes. And then I get really cool music like from you this morning and from other people that have been on my show that send me digital music and then in a DPK or an EPK and then usually and if anybody doesn't know what the EPK means it's an electric electric um, uh, a press kit yeah and then a DPK is a digital press kit so you know um i usually get those in the mail or i get them and then i get a hard copy and it's always really cool and especially with books we were talking about books about like that about books the other day um jeff yeah. and chris were saying that like a lot of people now they're doing books online and and it's like i want to have a book so i can either make a mark on the page or have a bookmark in it and and have it so I can pick it up whenever I want and not have Touch to turn it, on my... Touch it, feel it, smell it. Yeah, yeah exactly. All those things, yeah. All those things so are part of the memories. experience, you know? Yeah, you know? There's so many memories in books. And, like, yeah. I can't tell you how many books I've picked up that I've stuck things in that when they fall out, I know they're supposed to be there for that mm-hmm. moment. Like, I'll find right. a, pi- a picture of either my daughter or someone will fall out of the picture out of the book and it's some like it takes me back to that very moment you know so books and music are like super important and you know especially moments like we were talking about here creating memories are really important i want to say again um this show if you missed it from the beginning will be available on itunes and also on resolve media on demand afterwards and if you want to call in again, it's three four seven six seven seven one zero three six, and the chat room is open. You do need to create an account, however, to go in there. Um, so, um, Jeff, that's really cool. I want to get back to you, and I want to talk to Chris for a second. Chris, let's talk about your music background because I know that you um, have a a lot of stuff that you've done too. Well, I, I had no choice. 
but to become a musician, I was born yeah. that way. Uh, ever since I was old enough to be aware of my environment, I was uh, every time the music would come on, I'd start banging on whatever was closest. And wow. uh, my when I was four, I asked to be sent for lessons, and my parents wouldn't send me. <laughs> so, and I begged oh, them for wow. another three years. Finally, when I was seven, they sent me for for lessons, and uh, never looked back. So where um, where are you from? I, I detect a little bit of an East East Coast accent there. <laughs> I've been in California 27 years and I haven't lost it yet. You um, haven't, I, my dear. I grew up in Staten Island, New York. Spent no, a lot of time. In, uh, no, no. Are you kidding? Really? No, I'm joking. Why are you from Staten I mean, Island? Really? I have a lot of friends on Staten Island. Oh, do you? A lot of friends. Mick Rock, the great photo- rock and roll photographer, lives on Staten mm-hmm. Island. Mick's a really good friend. Um, his his partner that he does a lot of work with, Dean, lives there. I've got quite a few people that I know. A live lot in of Staten people, Island. a lot of real, real musicians in Staten Were you Island. A lot of people have lived their whole life in music, and yeah. you'll never hear of them, but they there's a lot of them there. Do you remember the club, The Wave? Oh yeah. Oh my God! Oh, yeah, on Bay Street. Okay. Well, it wasn't on Bay Street. It was off of Bay Street, down by the yeah, well, the Stapleton train station. Well, this is my friend's club. That was his club. Um, Dean Hol- Dean Holterman. Dean's a good listening. friend of mine. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh, you're kidding! I know him I and a lot of his Dean. family, and uh, his family and had the, bakery, the Holterman's the bakery. bakery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know all about them. Have you been up to Hunter Mountain yet? Has he invited you up to his? No, uh, no, I haven't been. I've seen the pictures though. Gosh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely gorgeous. And that he's is done so a lot funny, with the place. You know, my goodness. Yeah, Dean works. Dean does a lot of work with Mick, and um, I get to see all the really fun things that he's doing in Nashville right now. So, yeah, that's really great. Mm-hmm. So, tell me about your punk punk background. Um, did you play anywhere in New York? I played all over Manhattan. I mean, I, I practically lived at CBGB's for a few uh, well, years there. Well, uh, wow, then you probably know. Gosh, I wish I wish you guys had come, been able to come on some of my other shows, like Cosmo Ohms. I've had him on. Um, oh, my gosh. Jesse Fink. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, the people from CBGB's, um, you know, Bob Groom we've had on. Um, God. Yeah. <laughs> What a shame it had to go punk. bye-bye, you know. Yeah, you talk about punk rock, and, I mean, we have, like, been having quite a few. We had, I've had, I've had quite a few people that have started up and were really big in the punk rock um, movement in New York City. And um, that's so cool. Wow. Back and then Jeff, I was in a band called Next Generation. Really? Uh, it's a long story. We started out as AKA, also known as. Mm-hmm. But we had a rival band in Brooklyn that uh, adopted that name in part, and uh, we didn't like them very much, so we changed our name to AKA Next Generation, and then about a year later we, we dropped the AKA. But we had oh, wow. we had quite a following back then. Well, I, I don't remember a gig where we didn't pack the house, and uh, we never got signed. We were told by all the record companies that we were too too advanced or too far in the future or too profound or two they they had a million excuses but we never got signed but gosh we would fill the clubs yeah were you were you around did you ever get to catch lou reed when he played in new york did you ever get i to never see got to see lou 
and he was yeah. the big thing back then too. But uh, you know, uh, that's one of the uh, the drawbacks or the, of, of being a musician is I'm I'm always either rehearsing or playing a gig, and I don't get to go out and see all my friends playing their gigs because I'm usually, you know, otherwise uh, occupied with my own music. Yeah, no, endeavors. no, no. I hear you. We did a tribute show to Lou, and we had quite a few people that played with him, and um, Sylvia Ramos on as well, or Sylvia Reed, I should say. And um, that was kind of a cool show because a lot of people that played with him and wanted to remember him were on. And um, so you're like, you know, I could talk to you about New York, that's for sure. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no. um, I've heard some really, I've heard some really, really great things that are going on there right now. You know, the Morrison Hotel Gallery is like one of the places that we've done a lot of interviews with too, as well as the City Winery, which is now in Napa. Believe it or not, we've had Shlomo um, on our show quite a few times, and um, he's talked about the City Winery. Have you guys um, had a chance to go to the City Winery yet? Nope. And check out any no, of the other there? No, I hear they have some there? good shows over there too. Yeah, they do. They've got some really um, unique things that are going on. And um, I want to say real quick, if you are in New York, there's going to be a Dee Dee Ramone exhibit at the Chelsea Hotel really soon um, that's coming up. Yeah, so that's going to be kind of cool. But um, so, um, Jeff, when you um, put this group together, how did you guys all come together? Because I know that it's you and Chris and Ernie, right? Right. <clears throat> well, it's a long story, you know. It's been five yeah, years I hear to get it. to this point. So basically, um, Ernie and I played in the band back in the early part of this uh, century here, 2001 or two, whatever, three, a band called Children of the Damned. It was kind of like a gothic rock opera, three musicians and a singer. He was very talented, but he was a bit of a psychopath, you know. And he's a you he's mean a, Stefan. Stefan, yeah, he's a fr- <laughs> he's a friend of mine. And it was a two-hour show. We played three places: uh, the Raven Theater and the uh, Point Arena Theater and the Sebastiani Theater. That was the world tour, okay? And the band yeah. imploded immediately after that, okay? So, mm-hmm. um, never nothing was ever recorded properly, which is a shame. But I do have a video of one of the shows, uh, actually three of the shows, you know, and they're quite spectacular, you know. So uh, Ernie and I met there because Ernie came into that project, you know, and then when that all fell apart. I sort of drifted off and was doing some stuff, shooting a film and stuff like that. And then I decided I was going to finally get back and start putting my own kind of thing together. I wanted to sing in front of the band, something I always kind of wanted to do, but never done, always been a side person, you know, a co-writer with uh, a singer friend, you know. And um, so um, uh, my my dear good friend, Dave Martin in England, uh, who was the singer in The Smart, he kind of encouraged me to do this. He said, you know, just go up there and do it, man. He goes, whatever you do, don't ever let anybody think you can't do it, you know? And I remember the first gig we did with the original line of the band, which was Ernie. Ernie and I started the band. We used to rehearse in my office up in uh, mm-hmm. above the McNair building in Petaluma. And then once every three weeks, we'd get a drummer friend come in, and he would uh, we'd go to a rehearsal room and see how the songs were working out. So we did the first gig at the Black Cat uh, in in Pengrove there, you know? And we come off the stage, and the drummer, Ruben Garcia, at the time, he came up and he goes... Just finished the show. This is the first show, and he comes up to me and he hits me in the side of the chest, okay? And he goes, Dude, we need an effing singer. <laughs> oh, I wow. Thought, Wait a minute. I thought, you know what? I've been in all these bands. I've made a lot of records, okay? I've made a lot of records, okay? And I've, you know, been part of the whole punk rock movement. You know, I'm, I'm, you know I've done a lot, okay? And here's this guy mm-hmm. who's done absolutely F all, 
and I am I just waited 30 seconds and I turned around and I said dude I am the effing singer okay <laughs> now get me a beer <laughs> oh well and he just shut up at that point okay so I mean that was what Dave told me he said don't ever let anybody tell you you can't sing okay just don't give me. and so I've just pursued that and you know I have my own sort of style it's more of a vibe kind of thing than you know being the perfect vocalist as such you know but I do what I can and you know, it's a lot of it's a challenge, you know, playing bass and singing. But anyhow, so Ernie had to leave for some health reasons, okay? So I went through a whole permutation of different some different members in the band and stuff like that. And all the time I was playing in a side project called Scream, which was a cream tribute band. And mm-hmm. they were going through drummers drummers like crazy. Um I'm not really sure why, but they were going through drummers like crazy. So we got to the point where we were looking for the fifth drummer and couldn't the guitarist of the band. So I got this guy, Chris, you know, and I said, yeah, okay. I said, look, I said, this is the last one, man, okay? Because I'm not, I'm not interested anymore. After this, okay, <laughs> five drummers is more than I can handle, okay? And um, mm-hmm. so uh, Chris uh, came in, and we just kind of hit it off, you know. Musically, Chris and I had a, a connection right away playing. He get, and he said to me, he goes, damn it, he goes, where were you 20 years ago? You know, we waste all this time. Yeah. So I kept asking him to join the band, but he was reluctant to join the band on some various reasons, you know. With regards to a logo that I had, um, then so we changed the logo. I was really busy too at the and time. And he was busy too at the time. Oh wow! But anyhow, the the window opened up, and he um, he said, "You know what, man?" He goes, "I should have taken you up when you offered." He goes, "Is position still going?" I said, "Well, as it happens, it is. You know, so why don't you come on board?" And he did, and that was it. And then we went through a permutation of a, a guitarist turnaround, and then. Finally, um, I'd had enough and said, uh, Ernie, I said, let me need to get it. And he said, well, let's let's run an ad. Okay? I said, no, we're not running any ads because all that you get from ads is just people who are just not really serious. You need to find someone within the circle or within the realm of friends of people who you know. You know. And I just called up Ernie out of the blue, and he said, oh, man, this is a perfect time. I'm all set for it. So Ernie came back in about a year and a half ago, and that was it. We've done two records now as as this trio. Um, and we're just getting better and better, you know. And the next record is going to be, you know, off the charts, off the charts. <laughs> and I think it's going to be a double album, the next one, you know. Hello. I think we lost her. Uh oh. Did we lose her? She's not there. Well, no one told me about her. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Hello, Holly. Uh, well, I guess we'll try calling you back. Uh, they're probably listening to every word we say. <laughs> we just can't hear her All talking. Right. Okay. All right, let's call her back. Okay, can you guys hear me? Hello? Wait a minute. Let me get you back. What happened? That was so weird. Maybe it was so weird. You guys were talking. Off. Yeah, we're still <laughs> live. You know, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. My little. Uh, I'll find out afterwards. And I'm really sorry to everyone listening. I tried to play music in between. Oh, you know good. Because we were singing a song. Me, <laughs> were you guys? We were I hope you guys song. were talking. Were you guys yeah. talking the whole time? We were talking a little no, bit. Yeah. We realized that we had lost you, yeah. and we said a few things thinking that you oh, might good. be still hearing us, and we couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. That was so strange, and I have a feeling that I know what happened, but um, I'm not going to say anything yet. Okay. I've been having um, 
some issues in the last couple of days. Um, that's Blame so it weird. on the rain. Um, yeah, yeah, well, let's do that. But you know what? Let's play a song real quick, and um, and then we'll come back. I'm going to extend cool. the show here, too, if that's okay with okay. you guys. Are you guys yeah, sure. allowed? Okay, hold on a second. Allowed. I'm asking if you're allowed. <laughs> Are you able? Okay, hold on. Yeah. I'm extending it a little bit. Yeah, yeah that was really strange. For, Pardon me? How long was the show scheduled for originally? The show was scheduled to go till three o'clock, but oh, okay. um, right. it's okay. two thirty-six. And what I did was yeah. I extended it a little bit longer. Cool. Um, let's play. What should I play? Brutal Game or Angel of Love? Which one would you like? Uh, how about Brutal Game? And you can end with Angel. Okay, of Love. Okay, let's yeah? play Brutal Game, yeah. and I'll be back with both you and Chris. Because God, this is so much fun. We I can't believe Chris, you know so many of the people I know, and you too, Jeff. Okay, hold on. Let's play Brutal right. Game real quick, and this is off. The new um, CD, Love Junkie, and um, let's play that, and then we'll be right back. Hold on the air here. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. 
Well, that was a really cool song. I have to say that I love the guitar on that. That's really, really cool. Ernie, what Ernie it, um, is just awesome, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. I have to tell you, just amazing. Um, tell me a little bit about like when you guys um, were recording on this because you know it's really weird. We crashed really, really hard, and I'm now talking to my studio director. And, um, no, she's asking me if I'm on AT&T. AT&T, I guess, crashed um, worldwide right now. There's a lot of really weird stuff going on. You know how I said earlier about... You what? Cyber attacks. Yeah, well, you know know how I said um, earlier there was um, a group that... Um, was um, attacked a cyber a group that was attacking everyone. Oh, They're the called the something? Finest Squad. They're called oh, okay. the Finest Squad. Down a hacker group that was going to take down everything for Christmas, and oh, really? um, and it's really weird. I'm wondering. There's a lot of a lot of cyber attacks going on right now. Are you there? Oh, I'm yep. here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, um, so it's just so strange right now, but. Let's talk more about the CD and Love Junkies, and I'll have um, the show edited so that all that silence and stuff that was going on will be edited. So when everyone listens to it again, they will be able to listen to it without all the craziness. But uninterrupted. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm pretty important for somebody to hack my show, and I have a feeling I know who it was. So if you're out there, Ripper, um, no. Seriously, for you, you're buddy. out there, Ripper. You're you're ripping. Um, you're gonna get ripped. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so rip the Ripper. There right. you go. Yeah. So let's talk about um more about your Love Junkie um CD. So the other tracks on the on the on the CD, um, Angel of Love, and then um the other track that you sent me this morning, um that I got, Healer Man. Tell me about a little bit about those tracks and um, how those those came about. Uh, well, let's see, Healer Man, huh? <clears throat> Healer Man and Brutal Game pretty much came about from I suffered from about eight years of depression, really bad. Um, after mm-hmm. the death of my sister and a few other things happened in 2001, you know, 2001 was not a great year. And basically, Brutal Game was me right at the edge of um, of considering evil things towards myself, you know, and mm-hmm. something happened to me one night that was, uh, that happened in a very unusual way. Uh, I'm not a religious person, you know, but something spiritually happened, um, coming from Christmas Eve in San Francisco and prompted me to write that song because that was my, that was my, my brutal game is basically about no matter how hard the struggles are and however bad things are, however down things are, however you see no end to something good in sight, you know, you have to just perceive, perspective, pursue the quest of life and even if it's a brutal game everything will be all right in the end you know so that was kind of my my answer to myself you know for that question healer man was really about depression because it's about finding your finding the healer man to heal yourself you know so mm-hmm. um you know like i said i suffered from depression which i cured myself of basically after eight years you know and i have not been depressed for probably the last five years you know but it was very bad very very bad very bad and if anybody who's been so depressed. Uh, it, it, you 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 can be depressed and not and people don't understand. They think they understand, but unless you've been in the black hole 
And those people who know what I'm talking about, where the black hole you seemingly can never crawl out of, uh, you will understand what I'm talking about. Otherwise, anybody else, just it's meaningless because they never understand, you know? So you know, it's never meaningless. It's never meaningless, Jeff, because you have no idea how many other people you may be helping. I have to tell you uh, this because uh, I've been around a lot of people that have been there, right. and um, I think some of us that are a little more sensitive to the arts and stuff have kind of been there, and I have to tell you that I applaud you completely on that, getting through that, because I know that losing someone is never yeah. easy. Yeah. And we tend to blame ourselves. And um, I think it's great you had a spiritual experience in whatever you, you know, can relate to it as. And um, I think that we all need those spiritual experiences, however they may come to us. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I think that it's really important that we look at it. And, and you will relate to what I'm saying because... It's so different for everybody. It may be one way for one person, and I'm really glad you're still here with us and that you didn't do anything to hurt yourself because um, we've lost a lot of really amazing musicians and amazing talent in the last um, few years, and I'd hate to hear about, you know, and it's that silent suffering, and this brings up a really good point, guys. And, you know, this time of the holidays is really hard for everybody. And if you find yourself in a really dark place, which um, you refer to as the black hole, which I understand, okay? Um, And if you find yourself there and you really want to reach out and really feel like you really need some help or want to talk to anyone, there are some some really great people out there that can help. And in the meantime, I'm going to look on the net for a couple of people that I know that are helping people through the, the holidays right now. So right. I'm really, that's so brave of you to talk about that because um, I, ha- I have to tell you, it's super brave. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, you know, it's something that I've offered anybody who, and I have a couple of my friends who are quite depressed right now. I've offered them to call me anytime they want, you know, if they want, because I, I understand to a certain extent what they're going through. I just want to add one thing here. There's a song on the record called Emergency. That's also about the same kind of thing, you know? And wow. You know, I'm having an emergency, you know, somebody help me, you know? So, But all these songs are that are on the record are pretty much, most of them are probably partly in, come inspired from the depression, but they're about finding hope in yourself and belief in that you'll persevere and get through. There's a gentleman in a British punk rock band that's based in L.A. I'm not going to mention the gentleman's name. I'm not going to mention the band. He was very depressed and and very suicidal, you know, very, very suicidal. And I was on tour with the UK subs at the time, playing bass for them for one tour back in 2010, I think it was. And um, mm-hmm. the um, the thing about that is um, the um, um, the guy uh, called me up one day because we had recorded uh, like a sort of a demo version of Emergency quite some time ago. And he said, hey, I'm calling to ask you about this song. He goes, I know what this is about. Is it a he or a she that you're referring to? <laughs> God, it just caught me off guard. That's how bad he was. It was very important to him what it was, you know. And I didn't yeah, really know what it was. You know, you know? I couldn't. I couldn't put a. I couldn't put a gender on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, totally, um, totally, totally can't understand that. And I just want to say to you that, um, yeah, I've been around. I've been around quite a few people that have been in that place too and it's really good that you're able to offer them your friends 
some sort of help, I want to give out this number, 1-800-273-8255. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, they're open 24 hours, seven days a week, English, Spanish, um, other um, you know languages spoken. Um, and also, if you're you know in that place where you're feeling really sad and you really need some help, there's also some really great live chat um, places too that are really good because people have actually been there and they really will understand. So I I really I really think this is amazing that you know you use music as you, as a healing agent, which yeah, exactly. is yeah. Yeah. super important. And I try to tell everyone yeah. that. Music can heal a lot of a lot of people. Um, there's there's always hope, you know. There is. Always, I, I've been in that black hole myself, and uh, one thing I've learned is that there's there's always hope. And there's always but a light somewhere. Yeah, sometimes it's it's hard to find the hope, you know. And you know, it's good of you to mention the suicide prevention number, Holly, because uh, there are so many people, more people than we realize, that are affected by this horrible affliction, you know. And Absolutely. It, it, it grabs you in a way that you just can't really, you just feel almost helpless as to how to deal with it, you know? And it's really easy to say, oh, just call on a number, but I know it's it's harder, but it's worth a shot, you know, because really life is just, just worth living, you know, no matter what. Uh, I mean, there's people out there that will understand, and right. they may not be exactly where you are because we're all on our own journey and right where we're supposed to be on our own path. But right. you know, yep. it's never it's never silly or stupid to ask anyone to walk with you on that path. Um and again that number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five and that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Again, open twenty four hours, seven days a week. And there are also suicide online chat um um also. There's uh commongroundshelp.org that also really helps um, people, and there's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline as well. So that's the one that we just talked about. And, you know, I found, you know, when people really went to that dark place, you know, that they could, they just kind of need to, you know, look within, and I know it's hard to look within a lot of times when we're surrounded so much with that darkness. Um and, you know, the one song that really hit me, and, and I mean, I'm sure there are so many other songs now that referenced if I listened to the lyrics would be, would be like, hit, hit spot on for me too as well. But the one line from a song that really made a difference in me was, um, you've got to, the song, from, the, the lyrics from Amazing that Steven Tyler wrote, you've got to learn to walk crawl before you learn to walk. Yep. And right. then, you know, you've got you've got to get through the dark in order to see the light. You know, you finally yeah. see the light. It's yeah. like, you know, that song there was the song that I like always kind of held on to and also another one was from Ruby Tuesday, lose your dreams and you will lose your mind. Right. Um you know, those are like really really important things that we need to remember and um you are a living both of you are living um proof that um this can happen and that it, it you can come out of it and you can make a success out of whatever it is sometimes sometimes it takes a little bit of a stressful situation to create 
a little fire under someone's ass, pardon the pun, but, you know, to right, make them realize, right, right. hey, wake up. Right. This is what you're meant to do and what you're here for, right? So, I mean, I can speak from experience that I've been, I, I, I can't even go into it personally, but I've been through so much in my life from a very young age to current day that somebody would have, like, totally given up by now and probably gone somewhere else. But, you know, it's like for me, it's like I can relate to Joan of Arc. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm, I'm like, supposed to be here and I can get through it. Yeah, I have this big affinity with Joan of Arc. And um, on a spiritual level, I've been, you know, to a lot of different places and a lot of people have told me, you know, I don't, I don't know what people are going to think about past life experiences, but I believe in them. And um, that's all I'm going to say. And this is a really amazing holiday if you embrace it. And for those people that are alone, don't have people to talk to, pick up the phone, call someone, you know, um, go to a place that you want to, you know, maybe go to an art gallery or go to a bookstore, go somewhere. And you always will meet, you know, usually you'll always see someone there that, Maybe it's feeling the same way you're doing, and you know, you can both kind of go through it and talk, and maybe go to a meeting or something like that. I don't know if you guys know about meetings, but um, Bill's a friend of mine, and um, you know, you can do all that stuff. It's it's all really good stuff, you know. Um, so yeah, just don't be afraid. Yeah, it can be it can be very difficult for people to reach out and to ask for help. Totally you know, that, correct. That's the hardest part is to say, yep, yeah, help for me. Help. I need you. Yeah, you know. You know, um, <coughs> you know, I can totally get, I can totally understand that because a lot of people have pride, and you wouldn't, you would not believe, like you said, you didn't want to mention anyone's names. I don't want to mention anyone's names either, but I'm talking about people that have everything, and they are still so miserable. Yeah. And meaning yeah. everything, I'm talking monetarily. They are needing any. They they could pretty much get anything they want, right. and yet right. they're still so miserable. And right. that's just to let everyone know that things, as we say, things in this world, right. material things, yeah. don't mean that much. And we need right. to learn how to learn detachment. And I think that's what I learned really a lot in Indian stuff was. Um, that in Scotland about detachment. It's right. so easy to simplify your yep. life because by simplifying your life, you're getting rid of all that minutia and bullshit, right? Paul so, said, "If you uh, what you don't have, you don't need it now." Right. Right. No, and I always say to everyone, "You're only as sick as your secrets." Um, you know, right. so you got to talk to people. Right. Right. You know, but let's move back to your CD. And on a positive note here, Love Junkie is such a great name for the CD, and I love the song, and I love the lyrics to the first song. It's just amazing. And um, we have a song we're going to be ending with today called Angel of Love. You want to tell me a little bit about that song? Yeah, actually, there is a story involved with that. Um, I was hiking, uh, actually walking Hadrian's Wall with my friend Peter Zimmerman, English friend, lives in the south coast of Mm -hmm. England. That was maybe four or five years ago, I think. And we were, uh, I don't know, we were probably 25 miles along the wall. We were backpacking and camping, you know. 
So it's about an 80-mile trek, but we only we only went to about 60 miles of the wall because we had to be back to a party down on the south coast. Strange, it was somebody's mm-hmm. special birthday party. Anyhow, we um, we uh, were walking along this one part of the wall, and it's a very large dip in the uh, in the wall where the wall drops down. I can't exactly remember. I know the mile castle number, but I can't remember the name of the, the actual area, what it's called. And coming down the top of the wall, because uh, not much of the wall left, but in certain places it's still quite high, you know. So and he got Peter hit my elbow. We were coming down. A, uh, uh, incline. He goes, look there, and there was this lady coming down the wall, the wall, and she was like gliding mm-hmm. down the wall. Okay, and she had like almost a see-through kind of s- s- dress on or something, you know, sort of see-through. Mm-hmm. And she was mm-hmm. very majestic. She was probably about eighteen or nineteen years old, and she just came down to the dip in the wall and stepped off to the left, which would be the frontier side, the Scottish side, you know. Right. We went, yeah, yeah. We went, wow, she's like an angel. She was walking the wall. I said, I'm going to write a song called Angel of the Wall, you know? Wow. And, uh, and we carried on up the hill, and uh, a husband and wife were coming down with a young girl, and they would walk past us. We turned around the corner, went through a turnstile going down. And as we turned, that same girl who was on the wall was with the little girl now, sat on a bench, one little bench by the stile. And we were caught so off guard because we don't know how they got past us because. They couldn't have got past us, you know. So we were now thinking we maybe imagined the whole thing, that it was an apparition, you know, that she was some Germanic ghost or a barbarian ghost or whatever, or whatever, you know. Um, there's a lot of diggings going along there by a place called Vindolanda, which is just south of their Roman history thing, uh, Roman Roman mm-hmm. uh, um, site, you know. And I'm really big on Roman history, so that's why I know all this sort of stuff. But anyhow, that's what Angel of Love was inspired. It was going to be called Angel on the Wall, but I thought, well, no one would even understand what the hell Angel on the Wall is, you know. Actually, if you look at um, uh, the recent um, uh, album by Glenn Hughes, uh, I think it's Glenn Hughes, yeah, when he was with John Bonamassa on the second record, there is something, a song there called, Joe Bonamassa, yeah, so called something about an angel or something, Hadrian's Wall, you know? And I thought, wow, he's almost had like the same experience as me. But anyhow, that's what it's about. So change the angel of love, and basically we could dedicate this song to all the listeners out there, because no matter how bad things are or what you are or what you haven't got or what you have got or whatever, you know, and if you have ups and downs, you do bad things or whatever, everybody at the end of the day is still an angel of love, and that's all I'm going to say on that. That topic. is amazing, and uh, are you still there, uh, Chris? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to tell you guys, you this is a really amazing show, regardless of the fact that I had to change my browsers and go to a different browser <laughs> um and and we'll come back on and the show will be edited and it'll yeah. it'll be tightened up. But I have to tell you, we talked about two different things: one is about life and darkness and um uh, and light and darkness, and then right. now we're talking about angels um uh I truly believe in angels. And um, I hear what you're As saying, and that is truly believable. Um, my, I've had lots of angel, personal angel experiences, and one I had that was profound, that was sort of like what you kind of had, was in Scotland in Finnhorn. Huh. Um, I was yeah. in, I was, I was actually in the um, islands, and I was on, on the Isle of Iona. And oh, I yeah. was walking through Iona with three friends through the through the forest, and all of a sudden we feel someone behind us, and we turn around and we hear a bike, and it's a little it's a girl walking her bicycle through the forest, and sure. she's behind us, and she goes, "Where are you guys going?" And she was dressed pretty pretty traditional for Scottish um, lass, you know, over there, yeah, and yeah. Um, she says. Um, 
and we said, well, we're going up to the clearing. She goes, well, you have to go up over the hill. Um, there's a clearing there, and there's a tiny little church, and um, when you get there, um, my mom my mom works there. Um, she is the caretaker of the church, and we said, oh, great. So uh, she says, I'll meet you guys there. So she passed us on her bike and rode off, and we didn't meet up with her again. We we made it up over the clearing. We figured she had made her to the church, and we got all the way up. And this beautiful little chapel, because you know how small they can be. They can be these stone, beautiful, gothic, yep. amazing builds. And we got there, and there's this woman out on the front of the church, and she's sweeping the front porch of the church. And um, we said, oh, um, we, we, we got here. Is the girl with the bike here? And she goes, what girl with the bike? And and we told her, and she says, and we described her, and she says, that was my daughter. She died 10 years ago. Wow. So <laughs> it tripped, tripped us all out. Holy smokes. Out. Yeah, and we were like, you're kidding, right? And she says, no, and we described her. And she says, yeah, a lot of people say they see her riding through the through the um, forest on her bike. So that was one that I could talk about, and the other ones are like personal um, right. experiences, you know. But that one there was kind of trippy. Um, it's and pretty the thing amazing. Is, I was with other people. Yeah, Chris. It was like it was like I wasn't. It wasn't like I was like imagining it. It was like I was with other people. They were there. They saw it. They knew what they talked to her. She wasn't opaque. Um, she was just like a normal person, you know, right. um, but dressed very. Very of the time, um, you know, you know, but we couldn't tell if it was of a certain time period or if it was just because it was traditional Scottish dress or what. But right. you know, it was trippy. Yeah, well, you saw saw it in a group of people that you were with, and the same with me with Peter. The two of us saw this angel of angel of love walking down this wall, Hadrian's Wall, you know. And she just glided down. The way she walked down was just, I mean, she literally was gliding. It was very very strange. It was very strange, you know. And uh, um, I know it was real, but, you know, at the same time. And what was was she doing with the little girl? What was she doing with the little girl? The little girl was with the the parents, okay. That was obviously their parents. And the little girl was probably maybe 11 or 12, and she was walking with her parents, and she came sort of running down the wall. But the the lady who walked down the wall, glided down, stepped off into what would, in those days, in Roman times, when the wall was active, that would have been the barbarian side where the picks and the, you know, the mad Scots would be, you know, harassing the Romans, you know. Um, yeah, it was a very strange affair, but that's what that's what inspired me on that, that particular song, you know, because it was, it was just too Wow. Weird, you know? Yeah, well, you know what? Um, angelic happenings and, and also just unique things that happen to us all, I think, are messages. And I think it's really great that you were able to write a beautiful song about it. And we're going to be ending our show today with that song. Um, So there is one other track that we haven't played, and that is Healer Man. And um, if somebody wants to get your CD, what's the best way for them, Chris and Jeff, to get them? Right now you could just... Go to um, uh, revenantrock at gmail.com, send us an email, and we'll work something out, you know? Cool. To get, to get it to you, okay? I would just want to say one thing. If you happen to go on the Revenant website, you know, uh, we have yeah. a couple of videos there. And uh, the last one we did was for off the EP, which is called Raise Up the Dead, you know? And there's lots of angelic stuff, sort of similar, similar type things going on in that video. It's a pretty crazy video, but they might want to check that out, you know? 
Yeah, or just go to YouTube and type in Raise Up the Dead. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Yeah, and yeah that was a cool video. I saw that. Yeah. that was and, really and, so, cool. and for one, one last comment for me was, uh, is that Revenant, you know, means, you know, uh, a spirit returning and it, as in a long absence, as in a ghostly apparition, you know. And so, you know, this band is very much about, you know, the light, you know, and, you know, and fighting, your way through, writing your, fighting your way through the dark into the lightness, you know, and always trying to seek the light, you know. So that's kind of um, cool. Yeah. Okay. Chris, what's your take on that? <laughs> my my take on that is I'm I'm in constant search of the light. Uh, oh. I know I fall short, but I keep I get up, I wipe off the dust, and I keep going. And that's that's the message for everybody. You it's know, there. life throws you curveballs. Yeah. Get up and go do something productive, yeah. and you will feel better. Right. You know. No pun intended. Yeah, it there. might be a brutal game, but continue. You know. It's definitely there. I mean, um, you know, um, especially in our area right now and around the world, we're having so many strange happenings happening right now. And, um, you know, you just have to Crazy time in the world, isn't it? It is. And for people like me, and, and you guys will understand later as you get to know me, for people like myself, when stuff like that happens, I get really tired because I dream a lot. Yep. And uh, a lot of the messages come through to me through that, and um, and it really, really makes me tired. And then when I see the things that are happening, like that whole thing in Ferguson, I mean, that just, like, blew me away, you know. And I didn't even want to go there about it, but all I can do is I say that I'm wishing everybody there well, and I'm hoping that they have, you know, a uh, holiday filled with light and that they see the other side and every that means for everyone i'm not just saying just for the people that are burning down buildings i'm talking about everybody there yeah. um hole and hole no and doubt also, there are dark forces at work there and and, and totally. we need to, uh, to, to send them the best wishes and 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 pray for them Oh, no, I heard people were coming in from random places that didn't even live there yep. and setting places on makers. fire and then leaving. Yeah, so that really sucks, you know, right. for the yep. people that are there. And um, and then also this whole thing is happening with this uh, militant group that wants to take over the world, supposedly. Um, you know, I, I hope that we can all kind of, like, come to some terms with that, too, and I'm really hoping that it doesn't take 10 years, as they're saying, for it to really clear up. I hope that we can make a dent in this somehow. And that the holidays are going to bring us into a really wonderful, beautiful time and um, bring us into a time where it's um, a little bit more filled with love and you can embrace that. And if you're by yourself, you know, go find a friend or just, Go make a friend somewhere, a healthy friend. Healthy, I have to say healthy. <laughs> Emphasize the healthy. <laughs> yeah. So I want to say to both of you, it was really amazing to have both of you here, and I'm really, really sorry about the studio crashing. And, again, if anyone wants to listen to the show afterwards, it will be available on iTunes and on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio On Demand. And I'm going to see about editing some of that with editing software. So the show may take about, oh, probably about a half an hour or so to get um, up on the air for download. But um, I will work my best on that, and we're going to be ending the show with Angel of Love, and I want to say to both of you, um, Jeff, what do you have planned for the holidays? What are you going to do? 
Uh, I am uh, lying low, and I'm going with my dad and my wife to uh, his girlfriend's house for Christmas. Uh, oh, awesome. Just for the day, you know? What are you doing on New Year's, Jeff? New Year's. I'm yeah. <laughs> Chris and I are doing a show with the Scream, the Cream Tribute Band that we had been in for many years, you know, so we're playing out in Lake Berryessa. <laughs> oh, awesome. Eve. I was going to ask you. And it's the grand opening. It's the grand opening of some place. Uh, the place sure. that used to be Boone's Saloon, and I'm I'm at a loss to remember the name of it it's right now. called Steel Canyon, I think, uh, is what it's called now. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's where Chris and I will be New Year's Eve, you know? Okay. And where uh, can they find that gig? Where can they find uh, it we'll online? Put a, we'll put a link on the website, and I'll send you the link as well, okay? It's just outside okay, of the town. Okay, that'd be great. Way, you know? Yeah. So I was going to ask and, uh, each of you what you guys are working on currently. Um, so... Um, currently, Jeff, you say the band is going to have a New Year's gig, which is great because a lot of bands, you know, you get to go and listen to a lot of really cool things on New Year's, and that'd be kind of a, a neat thing to do. So it's for a reopening of a, an establishment of a, of a bar uh, in 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 um, in Lake the Ter- south end of the lake. It's, it's the only lake commercial yeah. property at the south end of the yeah. lake. It's hard to miss. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Anyhow, so that's where Scream is playing. And that's the Cream Tribute Band uh, thing, and uh, we'll be doing two sets of that night. And uh, but Revenant's not got a show this this uh, this New Year's Eve, but we're hoping that we'll be out uh, in full force in the spring. You know, with some shows. You know. Yeah. And Very uh, cool. look, look look for the uh, the zombie sex idols coming soon. Oh yeah. We just I recorded a, a single. That? We just recorded a single with a new group that we're working with. Yeah. Uh, called Sex Idol Zombie. <laughs> it's one uh-huh. of the, the band is called the Zombie Sex Idols. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Chris and uh, John Marklin singing, and Clara Lissardi, a longtime friend of mine, an Italian uh, woman who used to play in a band called Binky in San Francisco for almost 20 years, and been trying to do something for almost 10 years, and finally got it together. We just recorded this with Blighty. And, uh, At Coast Recorders. Yeah, and that, that, that's going to come out in the new year. We're going to plan on two videos, one for Sex Idol Zombie and then a Love Junkie video for Revenant. So that's what we'll be working on awesome. in January. And uh, then hopefully we'll find someone to pick us up and hit the road. That's amazing. Wow, that's really hint, cool. Hint, we'll, hint. We'll nudge, nudge, wink, that. wink. <laughs> yeah, and Chris, I want to ask you, what are you doing to celebrate the holidays? Uh, I'll be celebrating with family Christmas. I'll be with Jeff on New Year's, and uh, cool. we're, you know I have uh, uh, most of my uh, you know blood-related family is on the East Coast, uh, and unfortunately I won't get to see them. Normally I go back to visit my folks are in Florida, but I have many many friends and and an extended family here, and I'll uh, try to do as much visiting as I can and have some cheer with people and just you know spreading spreading the happiness. That's so awesome. That's great. That's a good thing, spreading the happiness. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That is. Um, I want to say to both of you, I want to wish you all a very happy Christmas and New Year's. And I want to say that we're on the air, believe it or not, on Friday. It's going to be a really cool show with Gary Von Soik from Elephant's Memory Band. Um, we're going to be talking about John Lennon and all the people that played with him and stuff like that. That should be kind of a cool show. Yay, John. And then, yeah, John's really cool. He's a he's a common thread in most of my shows. Yeah. Thank you so much, Holly, for having us on. Yeah. We I, This was a blast. Yeah, I have, it was really great. Yeah. I can't believe I'm we've so been talking sorry about about the freaking, I'm know. so sorry about the, about the crash. I, I mean, I don't even know how long... 
What did you hear? Did you hear me at all? Were, were you no, able just to hear me? Silent. Just went silent. Yeah, we had nothing. Really? Okay. I tried to put music on and stuff like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit it afterwards, and we'll take all that out and condense it down to a nice little compact show. And um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, whoever did it out there is having a really good laugh because yeah, guess what? Laugh, I got your ISP <laughs> number, baby. And, yeah, but um, you're having the last laugh because you're still. That's still right. Laughing, well, you, know? you knocked oh, it down yeah. and we got back up. That's right. Oh, you know, that's how that's how I am. I'm I'm persistent. I do not yeah. give up. But um, I do want to say that um, it's so great. I love technology because we've got ISP information and stuff like that. So it's really kind it. of fun. We'll yeah. be um, so so whoever it is, um, you may be getting a knock on your door very shortly. So anyway, so I want you know, and it's not Santa, definitely not Santa. Um, nope. <laughs> but you may get some coal in your stocking. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I want to say all all in fun, all in fun. You know what? Whatever whatever anyone's doing out there, whatever it's it's cool. You know, just don't just stay away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like John Lennon, like John Lennon said, whatever gets you through the night, right? <laughs> exactly. And we all shine on is another one. Yeah, that's okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, so with that, we're going to end the show with Angel of cool. Love, and I will see everybody on Friday at 2 o'clock with Gary Von Syk with his um, new CD that he's released, too, um, um, wh- um, which um, is really going to be kind of cool. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this. And again, okay, today's show was Reverent, um, Love Junkie, the new CD. Um, we've had Jeff and we've had Chris on today. And where is Ernie? Is Ernie around? Ernie's working. He's working at the Tall Toad. Ernie's today. working. Well, if Ernie was listening or is listening after this is on, we want to say, Ernie, we missed you. We he missed him. He came from Nashville, I'm reading. He came from Nashville. He's from Lots Nashville, yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. A lot of really cool things are happening in Nashville right now. That's yeah. kind of cool. So thank you so much for being here again today. And again, um, we're ending it with Angel of Love. And if you want to grab the CD, do it, because it's a really cool CD. Um, And you can reach um, Jeff and ask him how to get one. And you can also check out Reverend on Facebook. I posted the link. Yeah, I posted posted them on um, again. So let's. Um, let's go ahead and play that song real quick and you guys have a wonderful night and thank you so much for being here and we'll see everybody on Friday so here thank you, guys you. Go. thank you Holly You're happy very holidays welcome. and Merry Christmas yeah. to everybody out there yep Merry Christmas thank Buy you the album. so much for being here guys yeah it's an awesome <laughs> album I gotta plug my red velvet media here you know gotta do that You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time. And don't hack me. (laughs) 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 Don't you love my little jingle? Thank you, Lex Lang, for your awesome voice. He was the voice that did Batman. Oh, cool.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.